posters i'm danica and i'm natalie and you're listening to death by online a podcast all about the weird world of the internet and we are back with episode three Three. officially episode three right i think this is officially yeah episode three first of all sorry for the break we've taken a break it's actually been three months our last episode was published december 2nd i had some unforeseen health issues and um still dealing with a couple of them but back back in action enough for us to stream and record which is awesome um so thank you so much for your patience and natalie thank you for being a force of good in my life and always checking in on me every single day oh my god i love you i check in on you no matter what because you're my bestie i love you too you're my best friend you're my best friend best friend i feel like we are literally spongebob and patrick who's who I don't know, but like I feel like there's parts of us that are both. <laughs> I think so too. I think I'm Patrick. Like, I feel like if you cut, like, you're probably three quarters Patrick. So I'm with either a dash the, of SpongeBob. I'm probably Patrick's legs and then SpongeBob body, and your SpongeBob legs and Patrick body. Yeah, that yeah, feels right. I think so that feels right. <laughs> oh, um, I'm glad we figured that out. <laughs> so we've had a couple of focused episodes. Um, already this episode just to get us back in the swing of things is going to be a bit more on the cash side we're going to be talking about our history on the internet where we started where we're at now the things that we have learned and seen and witnessed in between yeah it's no um no small journey i think for neither of us it's been a long and epic one perhaps perhaps you'd even call it a hero's journey i don't know oh, um yeah you know. I think that's yeah why don't we why don't we have hero's journey only apply to <laughs> to people's, people's internet online history <laughs> yes <laughs> not the current we don't want to know what's in your browser history no but, I don't you know no Just I mean like, I kind of want to know what's in yours if I were to go to google right now let's see <laughs> if I how do I see my recent okay <laughs> is there something bad oh my god the first one is hassan minaj vice <laughs> oh same literally did hassan minaj work advice we were just talking about um we were talking about hassan minaj because a memory popped into my head of a time when um there was a vice holiday party coming up and my sister one of my sisters texted me and said can you tell hassan that i dm'd him on instagram she had like a crush on him and i was like fuck no anyway that's <laughs> That's a story. <laughs> That's why we have that shared search result. Yeah. And then I just have a bunch of like Elden Ring maps and Elden Ring items because Natalie and I have been streaming Elden Ring. Um, and that's been a lot of fun, too. That's true. Yeah. If you missed it last week, um, we did two Elden Ring streams. I like how we always do it in twos. Like once we do it once, we're like need to get back in it as soon as possible. Because <laughs> it's so fun. It's so fun. And it's the thing so is fun. like, it's not only is it so much fun to stream with you, which it absolutely is. Elden Ring is so much fun. Like I just want to like play Elden Ring with you more. Like it's just. I feel like Elden Ring is such a great co-op game and people like don't understand that experience because we're using the mod right and the mod yeah. is like it's just good it's good when it's good when it's bad it's not good but it's yeah. good when it's good it's so we've good spent, when it's good we've spent a lot of time exploring the balls between <laughs> we went to the weeping peninsula we went between up to Lernia. we went all over the place but we still haven't fought we've skipped like a boss and like we've only like, skipped one major boss we skipped godric 
But we've been clapping ass all over Yarnum. <laughs> or not Yarnum. Beginning- <laughs> Bloodborne on the brain. Bloodborne is on the brain. We've been reminiscing a bit lately, I think, just looking at old Waypoint clips from our heyday there and watching old yeah. streams and stuff. Yeah. It just, it's very nostalgic time. I think there's a lot for us to talk about when it comes to like Waypoint and just um, also like yeah. where the internet was during those during those years. So why don't we why don't we get right into it? This this episode is brought to you by by big boy big boy season <laughs> uh, Waypoint Bloodborne stream. So Natalie, I'll let you start. Where how old were you when you like first remember using the internet? Probably like eight like under eight and under maybe somewhere around the eight age okay because i was i think when i was 10 when i was it was when i was really online because that's when i got my first laptop and i was able to shit uh for it was for school and i was able to start like being online but even before then because i remember i would go on my mom's desktop to play The Sims and be on MySpace, like, at the age of, like, nine, I think nine or ten. And then maybe somewhere in the age of ten uh, did I get the laptop. But I remember it was on my mom's desktop that I was playing The Sims and, and going on MySpace and just We're going to be – we're definitely going to be aging ourselves here because my – you're talking about having a laptop at ten, and when I was – I started using the internet around 11 and I remember because I, my first screen name that my dad helped me make was Danica 11 for AOL. And I was using his windows 98 computer Wait. with Napster on it. Re- I have a correction <laughs> revision. I got my first laptop at 12 because I got okay. it for uh school because I was applying to oh. like all these middle schools and stuff. And I needed it yeah. for all the applications. So I was still on my desk. I was on my mom's desktop until until sixth grade, until I was twelve. Okay, so that's what a little she, bit. What more was she reasonable. doing? What was she doing on the computer? My like, mom. Do you remember? Was not going online. My mom was like, <laughs> I mean, she was online, but she was like, nobody was really on. I was the first online person in my family for sure. Right. Actually, right. my probably my older my oldest brother was because he showed me AIM, um, and he okay. showed me and he showed me MySpace. So okay. and he my my oldest brother is eight years older than me, and so he's like he's he's nineteen eighty eight. Okay. So he he was the one that that showed me like that aspect of. But I had already done a lot of my own research before then. Like I was on Yahoo okay. Chat. I was on. <laughs> what um, was your first? What was your first like chatting experience? Like what what was your first social media experience? First social media experience, I think before even ending up on MySpace or anything, was um, these, okay, when I was a tween, I Uh loved Harry Potter, as most tweens in the early 2000s did, Um, and my, I was just like... (laughs) I think I like generally went online to like look at funny videos and look at like funny stuff. Like there was like a, a website called funny dot com. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just like a slideshow of like <laughs> early 2000s memes that were like mm-hmm. lol cats and all that kind of shit. Right. 
Um, right. Way before Lolcats, actually. Lolcats is like into later in my life. But um, so somehow from there, I ended up discovering this uh, website called Quizilla. Oh, I loved Quizilla. Oh, I loved Quizzes. Quizilla was an awakening. That like Quizilla was where you got your fanfic. Yes. Like you could do a quiz that would essentially be a a choose your own adventure. Y slash N fucking fanfic. That is okay. That is really the that's like that's really (laughs) it. That's like the the (laughs) crux of like my online awakening was Quizilla because I have first I was doing quizzes like who would snog you in the room of requirement or whatever, like just <laughs> stupid shit. And yeah. then I started discovering that people were writing fanfic in these like choose your own adventure or even yeah. just like oh, yeah. chapter based like formats. And that yep. was like the first that was step. That was chapter one, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you? I, I, so quickly on Quizilla. Yeah, think no, I've I've ever, re- I have never shared this ever in my life. Quizilla was aside from like um my a lot of my girlfriends and I in elementary school would do like little kissing games but Quizilla was my my absolute bisexual awakening it was I would do the like take this quiz to find out if you're gay (laughs) and then it would end up being like some horny like some horny your name shit about some wild scenario and I was like I was like a preteen like what the fuck is going on? Yeah. I was enthralled with Quizilla. But my, so my dad was always kind of like on the cusp of technology. He was like mm-hmm. very into, um, like he loved Vocaloid. When really? He that is yeah. So oh yeah. Awesome. He like loved But he was Miku. a musician too, right? He was a musician. He was super into like getting the latest synth and doing, you know, weird shit. But he, so he had a computer and it was a really good one. Um, and... I had an AOL account um, at age 11. My screen name was Danica 11. Um, And I used that computer primarily for the purpose of Napster. So I downloaded a lot of music. um, And I don't even know where I put, where did I put that music? I don't remember what I had access to back then. Mm. Um, But then I had a neighbor who lived behind me. Her name was Anna and she was like two years older than me. I would go over to her place and we would log in to our AOL accounts and um, go into chat rooms. And that was where I like first experienced online connection. Yeah. And I wasn't going in chat rooms to like try and do, you know, risque things, but I was going in chat rooms to like try and make friends. And so I would go in there. And of course, the first thing people would ask you is ASL. And I would be like 18 female, oh, yeah, like obviously. Cali, you know? <laughs> um, and then I didn't, I had like an AOL account and a, and I had MSN Messenger mm-hmm. and I had like all of those things. And then um, I think AIM is what came next. Yeah. Did you, did you, I use, had, cause I was in, I was in like seventh and eighth grade when I was the most active on AOL Instant Messenger. I had, I had AIM first was MSN was Instant Messenger. And then I had AIM. The problem was I got started so early that like, I didn't know I had like two or three friends on like Mm -hmm. each of these accounts Mm -hmm. until I started like making online friends. Um, Okay. okay. Like in, in, well, Quizilla is one place where it started and then, uh, and (laughs) 
and went other places. Did you make friends on there? I was so like no, Quizella led me to where I would okay. start to make because I was friends. in the closet about Quizilla. I was like, no, but oh, I've no. never said this out loud. This is all like <laughs> this is we are going into the fucking trenches right now, like the trenches of my online memory because I've never talked about this before ever. Yeah. yeah. Um. Same. So I I was also really intrigued by chatting. I think there was an aspect of it that like I just wanted to be I I really wanted to like seem older than I was and like mm-hmm. feel accepted by people who were older than me and do you remember what your screen name was? I'm pretty sure I am. One of the first ones was uh Peace Love Girl nw or something like that peace love girl (laughs) that's kind of you that's kind of basically me i'm just peace and love and girl so my my first screen name was nika frika 07 with alternating capital letters nika frika 07 my nickname my nickname in middle school was nika and like n-e-e-k-a so that was like right yeah nika that is really cute that is such a good myspace name I think mine was was boys like girls after this like pop pop emo <laughs> band. Wait, isn't boys like girls like super fucking shitty now? I wouldn't be surprised. Everyone <laughs> from that era is like so beyond so fucking terribly terribly bad. Like there is not a single band from which that was also a big part of like my online experience was like I was super into scene like like emo music i wanted to desperately to be like a scene uh-huh. girl um i like yeah um, i also can't find anything on if they're problematic and i realized that when you said boys like girls instead of me thinking of the band i started thinking about that song that tiktok song why do good girls like bad guys oh and yeah i know that that one is by someone problematic anyway anyway but no that that whole era like i don't think there's like there's maybe two bands that have survived that haven't been like right. outrageously right. terrible things haven't come out about right. them um so that was like another a big aspect to it so yeah i i mean i like i think were you on was- were you on aim I guess AIM and MySpace were kind of happening like really super actively at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they were both like big deals. I definitely ended up like spending way more time on AIM because then AIM eventually became iChat, um, which like completely I never it. dominated. I out. <laughs> that was that was my middle school, high school experience. Oh, my was iChat. God. I don't even know if I've ever seen. I, I might need to like look in. It was it was still AIM. It just kind of like it was AIM, bit. and then it kind of like became another thing. Interesting. Oh my and gosh! And then it to kind of into that. yeah. It, then it became like Apple Messenger, but you could connect your AIM account, but you could also connect like your MSN account. Right. You could connect like any account, right. and it would just basically how like Apple Mail, how the Apple yeah. Mail app works, where you can like put yeah. any account or whatever. AIM was like the it is where I got into the most trouble with my parents was like oh, same. shit oh, I was same. doing on on iChat or AIM. Mm-hmm. It is where I was like it was it was the the epicenter of my social world in middle school and high school. Like I was pre Instagram really like becoming a big thing. Like it was just start, sort of starting when I was leaving high school. 
Um, but yeah, it's so funny because <laughs> our experiences are similar, but very different because of our, our age difference. And like, I remember using AIM in like ninth grade and there were all of these dudes who were like seniors or older who would like talk to the younger girls on AIM. I remember I had a fucking English teacher at my middle school, Mr. Cardwell. Um, if anybody went to Kenilworth Junior High in Petaluma, um, <laughs> Mr. Cardwell, he was one of my teachers. He used to creep on girls on AIM. I don't even up. know what the fuck happened to him. I remember him messaging me on AIM. He knew I was in Tahoe with family because I think my sister was in his class at the time. And I remember I was in like high school and he messaged me and was like, oh, I'm at a I'm at a casino. And um, I like if your parents could drop you off, like blah, blah. He was such a fucking. That know. is. Out- Isn't that weird? AIM Landish. was so sus. AIM was, was so sus. sus. People were so. I mean. There was like there was a certain extent where I think there was like the anonymity of online, but it was oh I had a troll account on AIM <laughs> for what? It was um... just, everyone had a troll because like, you would like prank people and be like Ooh, there were yes like, exactly there were yeah. there were some there were some guys at my at my school who were just absolutely fucking awful 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 dudes and I had an account named I'm a squish you like I'm a like I am a squish you and. I would just use that and be like, fuck you. You know, like, I didn't know. Ooh, I'm going to get you. You know, and like set my, yeah. set my status you or whatever. Suck. <laughs> and then, yeah, set your status to Brad sucks or whatever. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. I love, I love that be- also because of the away message. You know, it's like the way we'll never, we'll never get that. Powerful, such a powerful tool. Like the, Fucking shit I started in the away messages. <laughs> let me tell you. Like, not only was I posting emo song lyrics, but I was also <laughs> posting things like, don't talk to me right now. <laughs> or like, you know who you are. <laughs> Some shit. Like you were you were basically subtweeting, but like subtweeting constantly a- <laughs> in the a- away message. Constantly. Unhinged. Oh my gosh. And I love those little um, and this might be pre pre Natalie. I don't know. But um, I know they've kind of made a comeback in recent years. The like super sparkly stylized fairies, yes. like the Amy Brown fairies. Um, there was a period of time where you could insert those into um, away messages. And I remember I used to do that all the time. I love that shit. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'd be like, I'm going out to party. 13 years old. Going out to party. Little fairy <laughs> fucking stars tilled, you know. Yeah, those were iconic. I have seen them crop up in in the Y two K revival that we're yeah, and Instagram right like Discord has added that little like status that your custom status. Instagram has the little I think set your status shit, but none of it compares. Like it doesn't I think feel Discord the same. is to is to young people what we what iChat was to us. Really? Yeah, Discord I'm pretty is- sure. I guess I guess Discord yes. and Snapchat basically are like the if two... you're if you're taking into consideration like the technical limitations we had back then like and just how much because you can be on Snap you can call someone on Snapchat you can like do anything on yeah. Snapchat and Discord and at least when I was using AIM all you had was like message you know whatever yeah one time a picture of my <laughs> one time a picture of my teenage boobs oh my god I was so bad I was such a little party girl 
I sent a picture of one boob, my left boob. I sent a picture to someone. And this was like so long ago. This I was like 15 or 16. And that motherfucker sent that shit around. His mom also called me. And um, that was a great time. And His mom was, called you? Yeah, it was the Wild Wild West. It was the Wild West. I mean, <laughs> first of all, boys were asking for outlandish things. Uh, yes. And yes. like made just... This is like, uh, this is the thing that terrifies me about, I think we learned the lesson of like a digital footprint eventually, you know? Yeah. As soon as I like was like on Twitter and on- I think once Twitter hit, once Twitter hit, I definitely understood. Yeah. Yes. That I like understood. I was going to be perceived. Yes. Um, and prior to that, like I didn't think anything of like the- you know, legacy of iChat messages or anything. I mean, like what did that. you? So, what did you use MySpace for? MySpace was basically to like make friends with the older kids, um, mm -hmm. and also like explore kind of like the the scene emo like world. I was just like very enraptured with that, and I just wanted to to observe. MySpace came out in 2003. Um, so I want to say that's like I got it like maybe two years after that. Probably like okay, 2004, so 2005. I remember like logging in, going on MySpace when it first fucking came out. And I had a friend named Whitney and she and I would go on Tom's page and post, want a party? Like add me. And we would have ad competitions for who could get the most friends. And I remember someone added me and I ended up dating like I was I, I ended up dating him. It was one of my one of my exes. And then um, we lost contact. And then I dated him again when I was 19. Um, but I remember I met him on him MySpace. Um, I don't remember. He messaged me on Facebook or something. But yeah, that was like my first um, my first like online dating was posting on Tom's homepage want a party like come over and add me i was a teenager a young teenager very young teenager actually <laughs> probably just a teenager and um i'm trying not to age myself <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and i was like 14 i was probably 14 yeah 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 and he added me and then yeah we dated you and tom <laughs> No, not, not, me, not me and Tom MySpace. <laughs> not Tom MySpace. Not Tom MySpace. <laughs> One of the people who was scrolling Tom's page and was like, I'm going to add them, you know? Yeah. It's interesting how, I mean, there was such a, uh, that was like the first time numbers were oh really important gosh. to me because like, the top yes, eight. the amount of friends, the top eight, the top like eight. my messages, like everything was, I just wanted to see the number go up so much. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Um, that only got so much worse with Facebook and then Instagram yeah. and then Twitter. MySpace, and it, it, MySpace, I think, instilled the importance of like the follower and friend count. Yeah. At least in me. So I think for other people, it was probably other sites, but MySpace definitely was it for me. But what's what's interesting about MySpace and Facebook is they were, it was a mutual there wasn't like a, a ratio, right? Of a of a follow follower. Like there was just your friends. 
Like it was mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. how many friends you had. Mm-hmm. And it, what's interesting is like now there's like the 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 dynamic of like how many people do you follow versus how many people are you followed by? Yeah, it's like not a mutual I thing. Know. It's like now it's just interesting how it used to be. I don't know, like a mute a, a mutual number. <laughs> the amount of brainworms we have from Twitter. This is mm. like irreparable. So much of this is Twitter. Oh my gosh. A lot of it, I think, for me. I mean, some of it's Twitter, but I think mostly what was bigger in, like, my high school slash, like, in my, like, home life was Instagram. And then my work life became Twitter eventually. I feel like like LA Instagram was probably also a lot bigger for, like, teens and stuff. Oh, yeah. It was, like, where you would flex, like, where you would, like... It was just it, that that eventually replaced Facebook. Facebook was like the main place. And then mm-hmm. I think Facebook, we like aged out of Facebook in the last two years or more on Instagram because Facebook became right. like a place where you were being surveilled oh, because Facebook, Facebook yeah. was like where moms or parents would like go on their kids Facebooks and like fucking take screenshots and like just try and rat on people which like what the hell man what the hell Facebook that is so unhinged I feel like I I not only um aged out of Facebook but I got so bored with Facebook because I think Facebook to me was um primarily for like hometown friends and as soon as I started making internet friends yeah which have they have been my most dear connections. Yeah. Um, Facebook to me was just like, eh, it's boring. You as know. soon as I left high school, Facebook was completely irrelevant to me. I had no yeah. use. The only use for Facebook at the time was it was like where you would throw parties, like how you would find yes. out about parties and stuff. Yes. And where I would post, I would post romanized K-pop. I would write, Saranghae. I would spell it out. I would literally I was so embarrassing and my grandma I liked Facebook I liked Facebook because my grandma went through this very long period of time where um she would just constantly respond to the status bar because the status bar would be like what's what are you up to today your grandma was a how are you today but she would be like who's asking (laughs) she would be like who is this I'm fine, but who are you? Like she did not understand Facebook, you know. But yeah, I was That's I was amazing. definitely a cringe. I was a cringe status poster. I would be like, "Oh my gosh, Inuyasha is the best anime." That like I would post that shit, me. It's not that it's not like I don't believe it, but like I would post I would it. post that. I would post uh uh, one of my favorite screenshots of mine that's burned into my head that or that I remember is Valentine's Day seventh grade. Me <laughs> posting Valentine's Day sucks, <laughs> and then literally one minute later, I think I have a screenshot of this on my Instagram because oh my I God. found it like in one of those like a year ago today or five years uh-huh. ago today things. Um, and then literally one minute later, it was. Never mind. Valentine's Day is back on. <laughs> what happened? You, you got a date? Like I think I just like somebody date. asked me to be their fucking Valentine. That's like all you needed was someone to be like, hey, want to be my Valentine? And then you'd oh be like, yeah, smiley. And then that was it. 
then you got a valentine for the day and you were <gasps> fucking cool oh my i'm a, you didn't I'm have to do anything with, with them it'd just be all online wow i love i love that those were those were our worries you know back in the day oh yeah do i have a valentine can i get one if i post a sad status on facebook and that's all that mattered <laughs> i mean i'm not like not i'm I think there's definitely I've definitely fucking sad tweeted on Valentine's Day in the past like four <laughs> years. I've not grown from that. But now it's like instead of being like Valentine's Day sucks, it's like here are the reasons why Valentine's Day is an awful corporate holiday and we should. Yeah, not it's like that it. or it's like uh, you have one day left. So tell me you have a crush on me. Uh, oh, is yes. Valentine's- <laughs> If this is the only day you can tell me you have a crush oh on me. Like what you just want is attention in the DMs. Like, yeah. And that's yeah. totally fine and valid. I mean, <laughs> I can tell you my DMs are dry as fuck these days. <laughs> that's not an invitation, but it's time to moisten up those DMs. I'm good. I'm so good on that. Did you, did you use like, um, I think live journal was pre probably pre your time a little bit. Live journal was like just before. I think I like might have had an account, but it never really like did anything with it. Okay. Um. And then there was another one. What there was? What was that other? I had Zong. I had Zonga. Z- yes. Had, yeah. X A N G A. Zonga. Yes. Zanga. Zanga. I spent a lot of time on Zanga. I used to write some, like, just oh my gosh! I really thought I was a writer. I was a nightmare. I was a nightmare. I would be I, like so depressed on Zanga. I don't remember anything I said in these times. Like this is what scares me about this is like this history, uh, this period of online history. I don't remember <laughs> anything. I don't. It's like it's like it's. But you I blocked, blocked it out. out. I blocked oh, it no. out. I think I don't know why my mind would have chosen to block it out. Maybe just because I was like a depressed ten year old, like yeah, yeah, posting online. 10 to 12 year old um, <laughs> posting online. That was like my most like anonymous posting days where I wasn't like who I wasn't interacting with people who knew me in real life. I was just mm-hmm. fully mm-hmm. trying to find people online that I could be friends right. with. Right. I think um, like I think my my entire Internet history is based around me being like pretty pretty significantly introverted and depressed and like the only place where I've ever felt comfortable and ever felt like I could interact with people was online yeah for sure yeah it's just that's where people with like with common interests were where I felt like right like I just I couldn't find that at school and like I also felt like school had people who were just like being fucking mean like it was like mean girls and like like mean just bullies and mm-hmm. um and like I was susceptible to that too like I just felt like school was too real and had too many real repercussions and like mm-hmm. online you could just be free and like people yeah. would just like like you for who you were online and it didn't nothing else had to be a part of that i remember a period of time where like my mom my mom used to refer to me as a social butterfly when in reality i was just like doing chores to get money to go out and get like alcohol as a teenager to go home and like drink alone and then go on myspace and post on tom's page to be like let's get the party started (laughs) you know yeah that's, that's the story yeah 
it was just like I don't know. It just seemed like being on. You could be in control of what was happening online, whereas mm-hmm. in real life there was no control to your teachers, to your classmates, to right. like your parents, and all of that. Everything was. I just felt really like not in control of my environment at that mm-hmm. time, and I think mm-hmm. online I could just be. I, I don't know. I could just you could be, be like peace, an, peace, love girl. I could be peace, N-W. love girl. <laughs> Without care in the world. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember when you first got on Twitter? It was also around like middle school. And it okay. was like at that point, it was just like me chatting with my friends. Like I wasn't, it was like a private account. And it was mm-hmm. just like me being like, school sucked today. <laughs> It just became the replacement <laughs> for Facebook statuses, basically. Or like, fucking homework sucks. <laughs> or like homework something like... Homework sucks. Uh, it just, yeah, it just became an extension of like Facebook Facebook statuses. And then once I got to college, I was like, oh, I'm finding people, like I'm finding people's Twitters that I admired like of like journalists or Mm -hmm. uh, people in the games industry and things like that. And that totally like changed my, how I used Twitter and what, like when I was in, I I didn't really use Twitter that much in middle school and high school, but when I did, it was like, yeah, it was just, I wasn't like offering my opinion on anything. I was just Mm -hmm. being like, I mean, I guess it was my opinion, but it wasn't like (laughs) useful to anyone. Um, Whereas you then were, you were just personal posting. You were like personal posting, shouting into the void. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just wanted that. That was really what I wanted. I just wanted to be able to shout into a void. Like that's what that's what online could offer me that I I did not have an expression for in real life. I had no. I don't think I really had a recourse for how to express myself in mm-hmm. real life, mm-hmm. and posting mm-hmm. was like where I could just be free. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think the most of that came out of discovering, like from Quizilla, uh, discovering <laughs> everything. Everything can be traced back to Quizilla. <laughs> to Quizilla. Are you a lesbian? Are which which Hogwarts house are you in? With, well, you know, somebody any quiz you want. somebody on Quizilla. The, the tragedy of like of of my online experience is that I am in touch with absolutely no one from that period of time. Not mm-hmm. a single person from the MySpace times. Not a single mm-hmm. person from any of the, from any of my chat room days. Were anything, they like? Oh, so so a lot of them were online friends because I didn't have online friends until literally until like after all of that. Yeah. No. This was most of that was online friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh. I I remember somebody post like somebody posted a Quizilla that had like a link to this thing called Pro Boards and they were forums Pro that you could boards. make custom forums. It'd be like www dot something dot proboards dot com. Okay. And on Pro Board and so you could basically make like custom, oh, yeah, yeah. custom forums. Yeah. Um and there was this thing that I found at the time where basically everyone was making a lot of people were making like their own wizarding schools like built into these forums so oh, each section would be like uh 
could be like a floor of the school or like a section of the school and uh-huh. you would just like go in all the different uh you know threads and stuff and like like I had I was a professor I was a student I had I was on <laughs> probably like six of these and the one I remember the oh most my God, was like it. was like the American the American School of Magic or the American <laughs> University of Magic <laughs> so stupid um and we pledge allegiance <laughs> Oh to God. the wand. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some stupid exactly. shit. Um, and I loved being on those forums. Like, mm-hmm. I had boyfriends. I had oh girlfriends. God. I had relationships. It, to the point where I had... I, I kept journals, like, very sporadically throughout my childhood and younger years and stuff. And I found a journal. I had a diary at one point when I was... In during this time, and my mom found uh, the journal, and okay. I wrote on found my diary and read it. Cringe, cringe, <laughs> whack, tomato, tomato. Um, except, I mean, I don't blame her. Yeah. <laughs> um, because her fucking ten year old daughter was online as fuck, and yep. trust me, she should have been worried. I had this like page where I was, I wrote like. This was in this particular one. We were role playing characters from Hogwarts. Um, so I <laughs> wrote like a billion times. Like I like had a relationship with someone in one of these forums. Okay. Like my uh-huh. character and this person. So I had like <laughs> I heart character name. Oh my gosh. Um, in like huge letters everywhere. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love him. I love him. I love him. Um, whatever. And then she was like, who is Blaze Zabinski or whatever the <laughs> fuck the stupid character's name was? And I was. <laughs> who is Harry Potter Bazinga? <laughs> who is this? Do you have something you need to tell me? Um,. And I was mortified. It was like the most embarrassing moment of my life that uh, thus far at that moment. But yeah, that was like, I didn't even realize that 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 was fan fiction. Like I I didn't even realize what I was really a part of. I was just completely mm-hmm. obsessed with it. I'd spent mm-hmm. all of my time doing that. And then I don't know what happened that I started. I think like slowly each one of them just started people posting less and less and less. And I didn't right. really know where else to go. Like, I didn't right. know. I think I was friends with some of the people on MySpace, but I got my MySpace, like, taken away from me abruptly because I was p- posting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And El- um, Elaborate or no? Just Mostly just me, like, just being really provocative for a young okay. age with, like, okay. older dudes. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. Which was, like, the name... Yeah, that was like the name of like my whole online existence was like yeah. me just being really provocative at a really young mm-hmm. age to mm-hmm. like get attention. Mm-hmm. Um and I so I so I like lost contact with people completely. Um and I just have no idea. I've never met anyone. I've also never talked about the pro- the proquest or the proquest, the pro boards era. Um, that's so I've, sad though. It that's is like sad. One, that's one of those things that I feel like I would see this story on TikTok and then like 
five minutes later someone would have the person's name should i like, like i, I should make them. that should be like, my first tiktok where i was like were you yeah. on the pro boards in were you were you were you Harry affected by draco you bl- malfoy bazinga in my albus. boyfriend <laughs> albus snape were you him? like I, I feel like if you were like on to if you made a tiktok that was like i was on the pro board pro boards for this this and this and i used to be friends with these people and i just like i wish i could talk to you again i bet you they'd be like it's me i'm here because where the fuck else are they they're, they're i know they're they're still online like yeah exactly. if you were on the fucking pro boards you are still online and <laughs> i'm sh- we should all be worried because <laughs> it was oh my god it was it was such a time i think i had my own at one point too and that's when i first learned like html uh like oh formatting gosh. all that kind of wow. stuff and then and then Tumblr became kind of that place for me where you could like be sort of anonymous, sort right. of anonymous and like just explore your interests. I never like it, I never really caught on and made friends on Tumblr, but it was m- much more that from then on. I kind of became more of an observer of things rather mm-hmm. than like a personality. I spent another place that I spent a lot of time as a as a young teen. I remember because my cousin was a preteen. Um, actually, no, my cousin was maybe like 13, was Haba Hotel. And I just remember my cousin used to catfish people on Haba Hotel. What's Haba she would, like, Hotel? Haba Hotel. If you if you look it up, it's like it's like a little um it's like a giant hotel and you get little avatars and you can walk around and like talk to people in the chat. It's oh, basically yeah, Club yeah, Penguin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 basically yeah. Club Penguin, but like with people. And I remember my cousin used to say that she was 18 and get boyfriends in Haba Hotel and then I would go on Haba Hotel and call her out like it would be so funny because she'd get so mad at me she'd be like what don't tell them I'm 13 and I'd be like wow she is not 18 years old and like you're looking out for her I was I was very worried for her to be honest I mean like with reason honestly but that was Haba Hotel was another like I I loved Club Penguin but I played Haba like Habo, I was like active on for a while. So I think that was like Maple Story for me. Okay, Maple Story yeah. and Toontown. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> gosh, Toontown MMOs. You know, it, it it was it was as much of a social like space as a game. Like it was a chat room. Hundred hundred. Their chat rooms. Yeah, I was trying to get married constantly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Constantly. I love it. I love it. I I was like a closeted gamer for a long time. Like I didn't, me too. I didn't share it with any IRL mm-hmm. friends. Mm-hmm. I only played by myself or with my brother. Mm-hmm. And so I I I just I was very like sporadic with it. I would like be super obsessed, and then I would be I would stop playing and only play stuff on like my Game Boy yep. and everything. Yep. I think I was just getting shit taken away from me often because I would <laughs> act up, and then or my parents were just afraid of the internet and what I was doing on it, which. Right. So were mine, but like, I also had a lot of freedom because my, like, dad was fucked up and wasn't paying attention, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, um, in middle school and high school, I was like a, one of the popular kids ish kind of, and slay. I think mainly, yes, yeah, like I think mainly <laughs> it was because I developed young, and a lot of the older guys had crushes on me, um, because I had boobs and would get teased about it all the time, but. Mm-hmm. Um, because of that, I never, ever talked about like having a, having a Nintendo at 
three years old and mm-hmm. having a play and like I never played video games with people I never like anime was also very private that was like between mm-hmm. me and my sister you know yeah. like I did not talk about being into shit because I was afraid of like losing friends or yeah, whatever just- else so. When did you find, because obviously you then went on to work both in anime yeah. and games and like cosplay, like yeah. how did that, when did that happen? Like, So I think I became friends with Victoria, right? Sailor B mm-hmm. um, in like 2010. And I think when like becoming friends with her helped me open up mm. like in my personal life a bit more because she was she was like bullied in school for being a nerd Mm -hmm. whereas I was like a closeted nerd so Mm -hmm. I avoided all of that um was picked on for other reasons but like being friends with her also introduced me to Twitter and other things like that you know because she was like more online she was making online friends and stuff and also she was super out about being just like an anime fan and then Mm -hmm. she went on to get her job at Crunchyroll and then got me a job at Crunchyroll and that was when like I basically made my Twitter because I knew I was gonna get the job and that's wild we had the feeling that they were going to like make me another face of the brand which ended up happening so Facebook happened and then Twitter happened like not too long after I literally just got my tenure oh you've been on Twitter for 10 years and I'm like fuck you I'm not celebrating that yeah, um, but my early Twitter exposure was um, kind of zero to 100 really fast because mm-hmm. I started working at Crunchyroll. People started knowing who I was. I started Become cosplaying. face forward. Yeah. And I, forward. I made like a Twitter and a Tumblr at the same time. And I also made a Facebook fan page for my cosplay at the same time. And I remember being so overwhelmed by cosplay that I deleted my Facebook fan page and my Tumblr at the same time and just focused on Twitter. But mm-hmm. even Twitter was like really overwhelming for me early on. I don't think I've ever had the experience of like engaging with that site without stress. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from like private Twitter, you know, and yeah. we're big advocates of private Twitter and having a private Twitter and being able to like talk about things with people that you trust. Um Yeah. Or in a private space where you don't have people, that you, like where you don't have anyone, whatever. But um, Twitter has always, Twitter has always been somewhat of a, an overwhelming experience for me, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. not only were you dealing with like not because it wasn't just you, it was also you're maintaining these brands like social media accounts and having to like engage and most of all like cultivating loyalty. Like you're not just like sending out updates or whatever you're like actively trying to garner brand loyalty a brand audience um so it's like way more demanding in terms of how you have to engage with your audience and like feel like you're keeping up with them and they're keeping up with you and all yeah of that. it was I think like um in the very beginning I didn't think too much about it which I think was because I didn't understand having a digital footprint. I didn't understand any of that until like some troll literally like screenshotted one of my tweets and you posted it in response to Crunchyroll or some shit like that. Um, But for the majority of the time that I have spent online on Twitter, um, 
it's been like overwhelming up until literally like two years ago when I started having a healthier relationship with it. Yeah. I mean, what would you say if you could describe like what aspects of Twitter specifically made you overwhelmed? What would you like? Is it like. I mean, I feel I feel like there's there are so many different ways to be overwhelmed by Twitter personally. Like it's not just feeling like you have something worthwhile to say. It's also like, did anyone give a shit about it? Did anyone like engage with it? Um, I didn't know how to use that site at first, right? Because I mm -hmm. had only used social media where you are automatically mutual. So even though I was like gaining followers at a relatively rapid speed, um, mm -hmm. I was still looking at every single every single person's account and like following them back and like making friends with people all over the world randomly. And a lot of those people I'm still really close friends with and um, would not change like anything from those early Twitter days. Um, mm -hmm. I think the, the gist of the overwhelming feeling can be wrapped up in just being perceived. Like yeah. when you realize like, when you realize, oh, I'm making a post and it's getting interactions and every time I log in, I have a notification and I have to check it. Um, mm. I'm, you know, getting followers, but I'm not following them back right away. I'm not able to look at their account right away and I feel bad. I feel like guilty for that. Um, there was a lot of stuff early on. Uh, mm -hmm. And then as time went on and especially like after... I announced the after I made the like staff post at Waypoint, I think that was when Twitter got to be the most like overwhelming <laughs> for me. So, yeah. 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 Cuz I remember I remember years and years and years where there would be like drama on Twitter. So, there were things that were happening in my vicinity that were stressful, but um discourse was not at the point that it is today. And so at the end of the day, I would feel a lot less exhausted logging yeah. off than I did in, say, like 2019. It just felt like at that time that things wouldn't go so far beyond your immediate or right. like extended social circle. Right, right. Whereas right. now, I think there are so many main characters every single day on Twitter that it is like my worst fear to ever fucking be anywhere close to I one know. of them. Main like, characters, main characters is is a great word for it too because i'm i'm always thinking okay i'm not going to comment on this i'm not going to talk about this i'm not going to talk about this because i don't want to be like noticed talked to talked about and i, I think mm -hmm. like not wanting to be the main character of anyone's like story for the day is probably a good way to describe that feeling yeah i just don't need that kind of attention when i was starting at waypoint and was at waypoint a lot of what i was maybe subconsciously trying to cultivate with being on Twitter was like people recognizing my voice and people being able to like know who I was so that like our streams would get more views or our uh, posts would get more clicks. Like the problem was at that time, because I think we worked in media that not only Everything was like an extension of our job. So it was like our our worth and value as like, uh, you know, members of, of the media world was 
bled into our personal Twitter presences. Um, yeah. And so not only did that mean like, you know, growing in audience and growing in, in like, you know, followers or whatever, but also the things that you're saying being engaged with by that audience like mm-hmm. a flub mm-hmm. tweet was just like oh my god okay <laughs> I think I I also went from like working at Crunchyroll and being known um from working in anime so I went from like Annie Twitter to progressive games Twitter which Such was a, different a vibe. very different experience for me like super different experience for me um and I, I think I mentioned this in, in episode one, maybe, or maybe in our secret episode that we have never released. But um, I remember the day that I made the staff announcement for Waypoint getting like 5,000 followers. And at the time, I only had like, I only had, I say only as if it's a small amount, but I only had like, um, I don't know, 8K or something at the mm-hmm. time. So going from 8 to 13 or from 13 to 18, I don't remember what the number was exactly, um, was really overwhelming. And immediately I had people in my mentions scrutinizing my past tweets working at waypoint changed my trajectory of the way that I interact with with Twitter and the time I spend on Twitter etc to where it is now because there was a period of time probably between 2016 and 2018 where um I was so hyper logged in I was the most logged in I think I have ever 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 been um and in late 2019 when i finally was able to kind of like take a step back and start using mainless that was when i felt like my relationship with the internet was at its best Mm -hmm. i yeah i really relate to that i think we talked a bit about this in in one of our first episodes but leaving waypoint made me like realize I did not have to post same it wasn't anything about really waypoint itself but that was just like the expectation of being in games media at the time especially in the also the expectation of being at vice I think it's like a product of like yeah I mean at vice everyone's like a personality like every writer every person is a personality like you also want to it's funny because I think twitter was also the way that I got to know my vice coworkers because I wasn't really meeting people in the vice offices. Mm-hmm, like I mm-hmm. would see people, mm-hmm. um, but the way to like get to know each because waypoint was so siloed from all of the other verticals. And yeah. I came in as an intern in a department that was a department of one, like me doing <laughs> live stream pr- production. I didn't yeah. like have to meet with really anyone outside of my, um, of the waypoint team like very right. rarely would right. i deal with like, we also someone... had it we had our own space we never had to be in that like we never had to really be at our desks yeah I remember... it wasn't until i moved to like the the larger area that i ended up making more yep. friends advice yep. so it was also you know a way to like develop my personality and like show people who i was um because you know, I felt relatively unknown. I felt relatively like undefined and I just wanted to people to understand who I was and value that hopefully and hopefully want to like listen to our podcast or watch our streams or click on, you know, I was 
also trying to start a writing career at the time, especially towards the end of Waypoint. So engagement almost became more important to me because I knew that if like my posts weren't getting I I felt so even though I no one above me at Waypoint was like we need this amount of posts like that was Mm -hmm. never ever a dynamic that we had I felt self-conscious about that because Mm -hmm. I felt like I want to bring value I want to be like one of the stars I want to be like one of the motherboard writers who are getting like fucking Pulitzer awards like I want to like aspire to that and um in like right hard yeah and that and that was never that would never happen for waypoint in general because waypoint has always been an incredibly talented group of people right from the jump through now it's like such a great team but vice never really understood that like and this is also why during that time i I became obsessed with my own numbers on tweets because i the entire time i was at waypoint i was reporting to the social team So Mm -hmm. um, even though like I was never, ever, ever working outside of the Waypoint team, I was still presenting social metrics, stream metrics, any type of metrics that I could get, email performance metrics, et cetera, forum metrics to the social team once a week. And um, Waypoint, like, I don't know how much this has really been talked about, but Waypoint was the least understood site advice. It was like we going in there made it very clear we were going to be doing stuff differently. We were going to have different success measures. We were going like things were going to be different. And I made it very clear in my first interview, which was like with someone on the social team. Hey, you guys sound like robots on the Internet. And that's not how I'm going to run the socials like Mm. I'm period. I'm not going to. And I don't know, Waypoint Waypoint never had the resources or the support that most of the other sites had that had already had that success or were seeing that success. So a lot of the work that we were doing was like, we're doing this by ourselves, for ourselves. And so it made it really hard to like log off at the end of the day and not worry yeah. about the eyes that were on our posts um yeah or Or just like looking for shit to talk about like looking for content looking for you know um something that was going to be relevant to bring up the next day um you know i think that's certainly the case for like while we were both there i think waypoint's in a much different place now um thankfully to like thanks to their willingness to like do the subscriber thing finally i know like the subscriber thing launching like that is huge and i don't yeah i don't know if people understand like how big that is for waypoint you know it's it's awesome i'm at a weird place now where i feel like i don't post enough and i feel self-conscious about that like i felt at peace for a while about my posting and lack thereof really and what changed i don't know i don't know what changed i think I think my worry is that I don't have anything like I'm not comfortable with the idea that I don't have anything to offer anymore or that I like it's hard for me to like come up with a take like even while I'm playing games I don't really talk about like the games I'm playing 
And I think Same. that's not good for <laughs> how, like, I, then I'm not thinking critically. I mean, I am thinking critically, but I think a part of that is what helps with posting while you're playing about games or whatever is that you're like, it has like a sort of accountability that you're, I don't know, just like paying attention to the way that you're experiencing something. And that's been, that's been hard. Cause I also, I don't know. I still want to feel like my social media presence is just me and is not like, I hate the way that my social media right now is just like me talking about my work stuff. And it just feels like this like PR st- st- or like, you know what I mean? Like I just, it makes me feel, it, it makes it feel impersonal and it makes it feel like I might as well just be shooting off fucking LinkedIn statuses. You know what I mean? Like, I know, I know what you mean. And I know it, it might not carry much weight cause it's easier said than done, but no one else thinks that about you, right? No one, I would never see one of your tweets and be like, Natalie's Twitter is boring. I wish you would talk about Paper Mario like more. <laughs> I wish you would post about Paper Mario more. Like uh, no one, no one thinks that. It's, and that is just a prob- part of the problem with social media is like we yeah. have been conditioned to feel like we have to do X, Y, and Z. Um, not not for people to give a shit about us but like for us to give a shit about ourselves yeah on the internet you know and I go through those phases and I remember like getting the Twitter pop-up that was like hey you don't really you're not really active so this won't show up in people's feeds yet that kind of made me take a step back and be like am I not posting enough like do I not offer some level of value to the people who are following me, but that's such a shitty way to view your social media. Cause you're just comparing, you know, I'm comparing myself to my friends who have historically posted at the same level as me, who are just still doing it and getting all yeah. those engagements, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. Some people, I have some friends who like, they don't feel like they are accomplishing anything if they mm-hmm. aren't like publishing work that can be consumed by the public. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I mean, I think it's like, it's almost easier for me to post about work stuff. It's harder for me to post casually. That's how I feel. It's hard I've for me there. to just like, I just like be like, what's up? <laughs> or like, <laughs> I'm freaking gaming or like, I don't know, just any, like, it's hard for me. I'm just like, shut the fuck up, Natalie. No one gives a shit. Just shut up. Shut up. You do not need to talk. Um, But the sad part is like, I see, I see like, this is especially how I feel uh, on Cohost, which is a very good website, cohost.org. It's so good. And I haven't, I haven't logged in in like three months. Yeah. Um I log in frequently, but I I'm I'm like an observer. I'm a fly on the wall. Yeah. I yeah. never I very rarely post because I just don't have the urge to post like I used to and it feels mm-hmm. like a muscle I like no like don't flex anymore. Like it feels like a and this is like a weird it's a weird relationship to have with it because it feels like I've lost 
I don't know. Like a, a form of expression, honestly. Right. But um, it is, it's not like it's something that you can't, it's not like it's a muscle that you can't work out again. No, it's true. You but know what I mean? at the same time, I think I say a lot of the time, like, I want to start posting more. Like, I want to talk. I'm playing this game right now. I want to talk more about it. And I'll be like, I'm going to do this more. And I don't because I don't I just don't have that urge. And uh, it's hard to like redevelop the urge to post. Like, I just feel very complacent about it, um, yeah. Yeah. which is it doesn't feel good. I mean, it's not even like I want the engagement anymore. It's just that I feel sad that I'm not expressing myself. Right. Right. I mean, I I feel like that sometimes and then I'll post and then I'll be like, I'm really not as funny as I used to be. And then I'll just like get bummed That's a lie. and then I'll like go. That's a lie. That's <laughs> I'll a fucking go. Lie. No, I, I made a tweet about like how my little bites, my d- miss Debbie's little bites looked like nipples. And I was like, this is so why did I post this? But I posted it. But I, but why? Sometimes, you know, I don't know. Sometimes you just got to do it. You yeah. could tweet, you could tweet right now. Freaking gaming. Like you, you don't need a reason. You could just do freaking gaming. I, I could just say freaking gaming. I'm going to do it. That's one of the things also that I think got me really excited about starting this project with you also was, wow, I have like a, like a reason to be actively creating social content again even though mm-hmm. when i'm in it f- working for a corporation i fucking hate it you know mm-hmm. it's like i hate mm-hmm. it but i love it it's like a love-hate relationship um it is it is yeah. it is a love-hate it is a love-hate relationship it's like i don't know i'm very grateful to have this because i feel like it's just it's re i'm reusing a lot of muscles that i haven't used in a really long time like i haven't done a casual podcast like in the way that we used to do at waypoint where we would just like shoot the shit I for know. an hour or two i know I um it. i don't do that anymore and like that's yeah. definitely a-, a skill that needs to like be re massaged <laughs> yeah yeah re-massage. Re-massage it. i'm re-massaging um my <laughs> posting um what game are you playing or what what are you playing right now I'm also like not playing anything because I'm too depressed. Like I, <laughs> we are also I, we are also severely mentally ill. Can we take we that into are. consideration when we talk about like losing interest in things? Disclaimer, is- <laughs> disclaimer. And there should be a disclaimer at the top of every single one of these podcasts where we say disclaimer: we are mentally ill. Okay, we because like, we are. Yeah, and that that <laughs> plays a huge role in your overall enjoyment of activities it does it is a it thing does. it is that is the part that i always forget about with depression and then i'll like look back on the past couple like i recently did this because i recently was like oh i'm actually in a depressive episode right now that's what's happening with me um because i looked back and i was like oh weird like i haven't wanted to like do anything i'm not interested in watching anything i don't want to play any games i don't want to like I don't want to like hang out with anyone. I just want to like literally do nothing and yeah. lay in my bed and do absolutely yeah. nothing. And I was like, oh, that would be depression. <laughs> the depression <laughs> is hitting your honor. It, it is, is hitting. hitting. I'm praying that once I um hit the proper dosage of my ADHD meds that I'll be back to posting. But if I'm not, <laughs> it's whatever. As long as I'm like, act, as long Taking as I'm doing, Adderall a, to doing post. my work. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Part of 
my disinterest in like posting on main and scrolling main and stuff also is because of things like influencers <laughs> like influencers mm -hmm. and discourse and i'm i think i'm just at a a point where i am so exhausted yeah. um and when i feel like i'm tired from reading things and i also like can't really add anything to the conversation because i'm really bad at speaking and writing through critical lens mm -hmm. um I'm just like, what else am I going to do? I'll just go post a picture of my dog on my private Twitter. There are like two ways of like, ex it feels like there are two ways of existing on the internet right now, which is being an influencer or being a part of discourse. And I just could not see myself fitting into either one of those at all. Yeah, yeah. Like I influencer never was, never will. Um, f The one time I got sent, <laughs> I hear told this story last time. <laughs> yes i don't know i don't i need to listen to our first two episodes again i don't remember when we've talked about things or if they're all just on if the they're in the deleted episode. in the deleted hidden they episode. might be in the hidden episode which it's we'll possible. get out at some point but one um, day that's another reason why i feel like my posting is like it's not it's not up to par i'm not as funny as where as i was three years ago because i'm also not necessarily making jokes about current happenings in the world yeah yeah, yeah me neither yeah. i just it, it yeah like the 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 comedian side of me has died the like the <laughs> fucking she's gone she is um, not gone she's there she's not that she's in she's discord there. now like it's if there's <laughs> something going on like i'm going to go talk to my friends about it i don't necessarily have the same urge I used to have to talk about it publicly. Whereas right. I think there are some things that I still make ex exceptions for. I, I mostly just try to signal boost other people's stuff that are mm -hmm. saying things mm -hmm. like that have better experience, m more perspective, or just like are more, you know, capable of speaking to something than I am. Like I'd right. rather signal right. boost them than my own like mediocre ass tweet that is not going to fucking hit <laughs> i'm laughing in solidarity because i feel the same like <laughs> i feel the same i um i was talking about this today on my on my private twitter that like i am a bimbo i'm just like i'm a bimbo i i i exist on this world to like look cute and make a joke like be a goofy gal um yeah i'm not the best at speaking or writing critically or even like analyzing things and speaking on them i've tried to write <laughs> i'm not that good i like bitch is not know, analyzing <laughs> i am not analyzing i am simply looking and like everything goes through my eyes you know i don't even read anymore <laughs> i forgot I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. I mean, I obviously disagree with that because I love talking to you about your opinion on things. And whenever we're playing a game at the same time, like I love talking to you about it. And I, just but I feel the same about you. Yeah. So it's but hard it's to, it's hard easier to, to be a bimbo. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I like this life. I, <laughs> <laughs> I like this life. I think, um, my relationship with the internet is is so interesting and will always be interesting to me because I feel like I'm truly traumatized um, yeah. by Twitter. And 
in those moments where I feel like I am at peace in posting and using the site, those are really good moments, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good Twitter days are like amazing. Like when Trump got They're COVID, good. like that was <laughs> when the queen died. When the queen died. Like, there have been really There have been amazing days, days on yes. Twitter. Like yes. the Game Awards when the baby, when the first Death Stranding trailer popped. Yes. Like, amazing it so tweets it was so were being good. fired off. Like people's, so people are so fucking talented and funny at posting. I know. I know. I know. Um, and, and like there are things that will live with us forever that I am thankful will live with us forever. As much as I say, like, stop associating me with feet. I still get really happy when people are like, um, you know, and it got feet. Cause I'm like, yeah, that's me. That's you. Yes. You're the the feet. And like joyous gamer. You know what I mean? Like joyous gamer will be with me forever. There's, there's some stuff that will be with us forever that it's just like, that makes me feel fondly about Twitter. Yeah. I love those. I mean, I I don't I like being reminded of all those moments because it yeah. just like it. I think the thing that means the most is that like it registered enough with someone for that to be like a memory of theirs too. Like that right. is like the coolest thing ever. Is that right. anything I would have said online ever? Like somebody remembered that it like had some sort of it baffles yeah. me. It completely baffles me, but it just makes me really happy that like somebody had a moment of like enjoyment from something I contributed towards. Like it's the same as us finding enjoyment in yeah the posts that we have found enjoyment in and the things that we have sent each other. You know, it's yeah. It feels really really good when you are the person doing that for someone else. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, so I agree. Well, that's and that's where we're at with and our like, internet that's lives right basically now. up to today. That's the whole timeline. <laughs> sorted. That's the whole timeline. There's a bunch of shit. Twitter is broken today. I'm so curious, like where we'll be on the internet when we die. What will exist then? You know, like will I will hope- there ever be another social platform? Like I feel like the progression has been, you know, MySpace, Facebook, Twitter, blank. Mm-hmm. What is that blank going to be, if anything? I hope I just spend time in, like, I don't know, VR chat or, like, Final Fantasy XIV. Future of social media is VR chat and yeah. uh, Club Penguin again. And, and Habbo Hotel. And co-host. And that's it. And that's Those it. are the only things that exist. Mm-hmm. Habbo Hotel, Club Penguin, co-host, and VR chat. <laughs> And Elden Ring. That's Elden the world Ring. I want to. And Elden Ring. Elden Ring becomes a social game. Like imagine, like you could just like chill in. Like if Elden Ring was an MMO, <laughs> it would be wild, amazing. Be wild. Be wild. I would act the fuck up. <laughs> Let me tell you, you could bet on that. Speaking of Elden Ring, we will continue streaming that game sporadically um, and randomly on our Twitch and uh, I'm just going to go ahead and cut over to where you can find us. You can follow our Twitch, twitch.tv slash death by online, our Twitter, Instagram, co-host and any other social platform at death by online. You can also find us at YouTube um, on YouTube at death by online. You can find me Danica Harrod on Twitter at Danica Harrod and on co-host at Danica. 
You can find me um, on Twitter at Natalie Watson and on co-host at Natalie. And as a reminder, you can always send questions to us at our email, contact at deathby.online. Yes, anytime. We have anytime. Some, we have some questions in there, actually, that we should take time to answer. We'll pull them point. out for the next. Yeah, we can pull maybe, them out. Uh, pull them out. Yeah, we'll whip them out. You know, we'll whip them out for you. Alrighty. Well, thanks so much, everyone, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Keep posting. Bye. Keep posting. Keep posting in the weird world of the online web. Bye. Bye. Bye.